Scholars Start Somewhere is a podcast written, directed, and edited by high school students at a rural high school in Oklahoma. This podcast is made possible by Geffy. Geffy is the Grove Education Foundation for Excellence, and they support our public school by providing technology and other necessities for every classroom. Each episode tackles topics affecting communities everywhere. Do you know the true story of Medusa? Do you know her background or what actually happened between Poseidon, Athena, and Medusa? Do you know the power her eyes held even after her demise? This is the true story of Medusa along with her family and what happened after her death. Stick around to find out more. Hi there, and welcome to our podcast episode, The Stone Shelter, Medusa's Myth. I'm Nayla. I'm Dean. I'm Shannon, and we're from Grom High School. Today, we are taking a look into Medusa's true story. Not the one most people have heard, where she was just a monster, but the full story with all the details. Now, Medusa is usually described as a monster, but she has a different story many have not heard. We should start at the beginning. Medusa was born from sea foam in a human form, unlike her two sisters, who were born as Gorgons. Forceus and Keto are primordial sea gods, who had these three girls. As Medusa's sisters have looked like monsters from birth, Medusa was described as a human baby who grew up to become a beautiful young lady with a round face. That was the social acceptance beauty that she had. She had many suitors attempt to approach her, but all of these suitors were rejected. The reason for so many rejections was due to the fact that Medusa was a virgin priestess of Athena. Being a priestess of Athena means she promised to stay a virgin as long as she was in service of Athena. Being a priestess of her was a great honor and that you held highest religious office in ancient Athens. To become a priestess of Athena, you had to have had a certain degree of education. Athena had 25 heras or priestess. They had many duties, like making important decisions of the group. A lot of goddesses had priestess. Some priestess had multiple goddesses that they were the priests of. The priestess of Athena supervised the cult of Athena based Parthenon and was chief of the lesser officials. Being in the cult of Athena offered great power autonomy for women, which was regularly denied for them. Women still got to participate in the life of the city. When the women got married, they could still participate in the rituals. The cult was an opportunity for women to express themselves, be recognized, and contribute to the religious and cultural life of the city. Poseidon was a paternal uncle to Athena. Makes more sense that Athena believed him when he told her that Medusa came on to him. However, Athena and Poseidon both wanted to be the pardon god of Athens. Poseidon was the god of the sea, water, horses, and earthquakes. Poseidon was married to Amphrite, who was a sea nymph or Nerid. He had 11 kids in some stories and hundreds in others, but two of those kids, Pegasus and Chrysor, were the ones born heir to Medusa after Poseidon assaulted her and got her pregnant. 
Poseidon is one of the 12 Olympian gods that introduced in ancient Greek religion and mythology. Those 12 also include his brothers Hades and Zeus. He got involved in romance with goddesses, humans, nymphs, and other creatures, such as Medusa, which is why many stories say that Poseidon had over hundreds of kids was because so many love-filled affairs went on with Poseidon. He also happened to be an enemy of Athena, so despite his foe, he decided to rape her priestess right inside her temple, humiliating the priestess and breaking the vow of celibacy she had taken in the service of Athena. Despite her being a virgin priestess, one god decided to disregard that fact. Poseidon was the god of the sea, who decided to disregard that. In Athena's temple, Poseidon took advantage of Medusa. This resulted in Medusa becoming pregnant. However, when Medusa tried to go to Athena about what happened, Poseidon persuaded Athena that Medusa came onto him. Athena believed him. She punished Medusa for this by taking away her beauty and more importantly, her hair. Hair was one of the most important features to have back then. And Athena turned Medusa's hair into snakes. She also turned her tongue into a snake-like tongue and gave her fangs. The special part of all of this was that Medusa had now had the ability to turn people to stone if they looked in her eyes. Some people felt threatened by this. Please remember that these historical events are most likely fictional because there has been magic depictions. Many cave and structures show depictions of these events. There has also been quite a lot of paintings that people believe to be Medusa before her transformation and after her transformation. The one thing that lies among other paintings of mythical creatures, like an emerald in sand, was Medusa's head full of snakes. Medusa is still depicted as beautiful features, but now it's added some snakes and scales. They show her as a beautiful woman until she turns people to stone. Then she turns into a scaly mess of a woman. Her monster form is not depicted as a half-human, half-snake type thing as many people think but as a winged human with fangs and snake hair. There are different depictions of Medusa in all paintings or other. However, the ones discussed here are most common. There is a tale surrounding the Gorgons, not just Medusa, but all of them, and that is the tale of the flute. It is said that the invention of the flute, made by Athena, was supposed to sound beautiful and glorious. However, when Athena went before the gods to show them this thing, they all laughed. The reason for their laughing was soon found out by Athena in a nearby body of water. Once she played, her face became distorted, and she threw it out. A satyr named Marcius found the flute and learned to play. He became so confident in his abilities that he challenged Apollo, god of music, to a competition with music. Marcius played wonderfully, and all the creatures came to him. Apollo played after him, and within the minutes, all the creatures, humans, and animals were hypnotized. Marcius fell in Apollo 1. This entire tale is a little funny to me because Athena had originally invented the flute to mimic the Gorgon's wails for fun, however, discarded it for the disfiguration to her face. Now, Medusa and her sisters were safe from humiliation. Medusa was the youngest of three. Medusa had two sisters named Thenos and Uriel, who were both immortal, entirely indestructible, and had the ability to turn anyone to stone with their gaze. The middle sister, Stenos, in particular, was called the deadliest of the three because she had taken the lives of many men. 
Uriel, meaning mighty or forceful, was the oldest of the three. Unlike Medusa, from birth her sisters had the appearance of terrible monsters with hair made of writhing, venomous snakes, along with golden wings, four-like fangs, scaly skin, and long tongues. The Gorgons lived in a lair in which Perseus was led to by Athena and Hermes. Perseus was the half-brother of Athena and Hermes, who led him to kill Medusa. Perseus was the son of Zeus, the god of the sky. Perseus and Adromeda had seven sons and two daughters. An oracle told Cephas that the only way to appease Poseidon and save the kingdom was to sacrifice Adromeda to the monster. Adromeda was chained to the seaside cliff to be eaten by the monster while Perseus was on his way home from carrying out his pledge to destroy Medusa. When he found out about the sacrifice, he turned the sea monster to stone by showing it Medusa's head, and afterwards married Adromeda. Perseus had returned to Athena in Okeanos. When Perseus found the Gorgons, he cut off Medusa's head, leaving the other two. From the wound in her neck, two creatures came out. One was a white pegasus, named after the Pegai Springs in Okeanos, where Medusa was born. The second creature was Chrysiger. These two creatures were Medusa and Poseidon's children. Once Perseus had her head, he returned back to Okeanos, back to Athena. Along the way, Perseus used Medusa's head for her power to turn people to stone and turn enemies he encountered into stone. Athena had sent him for Medusa's head, and when Athena got the head back, she placed Medusa's head in her breastplate and shield. Her sister Gorgons had chased Perseus in anger, but unfortunately had no luck. Hercules encountered her in the underworld. He expected her to run away like the other souls had, until he realized she was an empty wraith. Medusa's true story is being spread more for sexual assault awareness. Many people get tattoos because of Medusa's story, to share their trauma without actually having to say anything. Thank you guys so much for listening to our podcast and learning about Medusa with us. This has been amazing to research and was very interesting. The three of us knew part of Medusa's story, but some of the details we found out were surprising to learn, such as Medusa's head being put on Athena's breastplate and shield. Not many people knew Medusa was born from sea foam and had two sister gorgons, along with the fact that even dead, her eyes still turned people to stone. Anyway, that's it for today, guys. Once again, this podcast is made possible by Geffy. I'm Nayla. I'm Dean. I'm Shannon. We're from Gove High School. This has been the podcast, The Stone Shelter, Medusa's Myth. We thank you for listening and hope you all have a wonderful day. Bye. Bye.